just turn to two verses, please. Psalm 34, verse 1. Someone please read that. Psalm 34, verse 1. Let's hear the word of God and put it to practice. Put it to practice. Psalm 34, 1. Someone please read that. Psalm 34, verse 1. I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Amen. Verse 1, I'm sorry, Pastor. I think you did read a 34-1, right, Jody? Yes, I did, Pastor. I just all of a sudden got confused for a moment. I apologize. No, no problem at all, Jody. Praise God. That's what version is that? That is the uh, New King James. I can reread it if you would like. <clears throat> would, you, would you please read in the King James version? Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. It's NIV. I apologize. You said the King James. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuous continually be in my mouth. Amen. Praise the Lord. He says continually, at all times, as human beings, when we're pushed and pushed and pushed and we have a tremendous ordeal, there's nothing left for a while. Everything's gone a while ago. It's the Spirit of God that gives us the ability to praise Him. To be reminded of his goodness, it's a supernatural touch that alone can pull us up out of that situation to look at the situation from heaven's perspective because we're not able to do that by ourselves. We cannot do that when it's too much to bear and it's continuous. But the merciful God who lifted up Ezekiel and he said, I was suspended between heaven and earth. God who lifts us up and gives us that extraordinary vision to see that God still cares. He still loves. He cared when he saw his son suffering and he had a plan. Hallelujah. God has a plan. Hallelujah. Oh God who's sustaining us moment by moment. Can we say I will bless the Lord at all times? I need to say it. We're supposed to say it. But can we say it sincerely? Can we say it with faith? Because God is worthy. God is able to deliver. And He's promised to come through to fulfill the word that He's given us. Their enemies will become a footstool. They will destroy the works of Satan. A certain amount of room has been given. But God has a payday, hallelujah, when he will take vengeance. Even that second chapter of Job, that the Lord gave Pastor in verse 8, the chapter speaking about a foreign army a figure with a locust, and yet God uses that army. And yet the interpretation comes from the Spirit that a verse can be picked out of there to apply to God's own army, his beloved, and that was the application that we are each settled in a particular place to perform a particular function 
in the kingdom of God and the effect will be a powerful accomplishment God's will we'll be able to have that synergy by the spirit of God to accomplish the purpose of God it takes faith holiness, love and all these elements the army of the Lord the ones that will come back following the faithful and true one who's on the horse white horse an army of saints will each be exactly where they're supposed to be and they will all witness that battle belongs to the Lord and he will destroy Satan as we saw recently in Revelation 20 hallelujah and we are called to call upon the name of the Lord while we're on earth for his, his retribution, his execution, his vengeance on our behalf. And God will do it. God is faithful. But he calls us to praise his name in the midst of that. Now someone please read to, uh, turn to Hebrews 13 and 15 and please read that. This was written about a thousand years after King David wrote by the Spirit, Psalm 34. Someone please read Hebrews 15. That is 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15, NIV version. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. Amen. Amen. By who? By Jesus. The one who came and sanctified us with the blood. He says, let us offer the sacrifice. If we stop right there and remember he's writing to the Hebrews. He's writing to Jewish people, Jewish believers. They know all about the sacrifices. In fact, when Hebrews was written, sacrifices were going on. Even though the ultimate sacrifice was made by the Lamb of God on that predestined day, He gave His life on the cross once and for all taking away our sins through the eternal spirit he purged us from our sins with his own blood through his eternal spirit the Bible says through the eternal covenant through his eternal blood so someone reading this as a Jewish Christian immediately would think about turtle doves bulls goats lambs carefully inspected especially the Passover lamb for four days had to be inspected no blemish they knew it was the total consecration and endeavor by the family family by family tribe by tribe everybody getting ready for celebration not Christmas celebrations not thinking about the whole family has to go shopping or we all have to go 
uh, and do something for a certain holiday, a religious holiday or festival, that didn't have to do with sacrifice. They had to get animals. They had to get these creatures and they had to have the blood shed to know that, hey, my sin is causing this death right now. Do you understand that? The sins of my people, me, my children, my spouse, my family, were guilty before the Lord, and the Lord has given this prescription temporarily to bring before Him, not to take away sin, because it's being repeated year after year, even for the high priest himself. But it's a temporal covenant and acceptance that God makes until the Lamb of God came. And He came. No one needed to go and get a lamb and inspect it four days and get the other animals and make sure you have enough to sacrifice for yourself, your family. Do all those things that are necessary. All the peace offerings and the burnt offerings and the elaborate system of sacrifice. So if somebody would read as a Hebrew Christian, Jewish Christian, Hebrews thirteen fifteen. after he's speaking about the superiority of the Lord Jesus and his ministry as a priest, a high priest, showing how he's better, he's the ultimate. He's what it's all about. 1500s of sacrificial rituals that was given to Moses on the mount. It all came down 15 centuries to Jesus. And he went and he took care of the whole thing with his own perfect sacrifice and then took us behind the veil separating the holy place from the most holy place where the glory of God was and the high priest, the one man once a year was able to go. That's it. And he had to go with trembling. He could die if he's not right. Jesus took us right through that veil because his flesh was the veil. Once he was crucified, the way was made open. Sacrifice. He says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice. What animals do we need, Lord? Now that we've put behind us 15 hundred years of sacrifices and even now it's being done in Jerusalem before it gets destroyed in a short time 70 AD the Romans came they destroyed the whole place no more place for sacrifice but before that it was still going on after Jesus died because they wouldn't accept all the prophecies 330 plus prophecies pointing to Jesus as the Messiah for the Jewish people and the Savior of the world his blood, Isaiah 53, was going to make an atonement for our souls. These Jewish people received that. Now they're being taught, you still have to sacrifice. What sacrifice? We're ready to do it. Just tell us if we need better lambs and more goats or some other way. What is the new way? We're used to bloodshed because of our sins sin causes death the wages of sin is death God is giving us a graphic reminder every time we sacrifice these animals because of our sins but the sacrifice God is looking for now the author of Hebrews by the Spirit says is the sacrifice of praise 
last evening we said when a person says thank you Jesus sincerely with reverence God says that person is glorifying me when they praise God he says I'm glorified and the one that conducts himself his conversation or his manner of life his lifestyle righteously in everything say Lord my golden life is not to look good in front of people and climb up the success ladder but to be right in your sight Lord to be right in your sight he said I will show them my salvation offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually what was happening in the temple day and night rituals were being performed according to the word of God from the lighting of the lamps to making sure that the stack of the loaves of bread were there on the table the presence of God the oil is a very meticulous very detailed very solemn task that was going on 24-7 in the temple continually not to mention the bloody sacrifices outside it was continuous God wiped away all of that otherwise you and I would be doing that today if Jesus came and he died on the cross and he said you still have to continue we'd be doing that today but he paid the price he was and is the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the whole world no animal could do that but the living God the God man Jesus Christ did it now the sacrifice he's looking from me for from me and from you is a sacrifice of praise to God continually and to elucidate that to clarify it he says that is you see because they're coming from a system of a millennium and a half of bloody sacrifices and he makes sure they understand when I say sacrifice of praise it's not taking a bowl and start to praise God while you're cutting it but it's the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name how powerful how majestic how gentle and good our God is he says when you open your mouth continually say thank you Jesus praise you Lord every word is being meant ah that's day and night in the temple praise is going up Jerusalem had a temple there was one temple glorious built by Solomon under the instruction God gave specifically to David David gathered all the materials and the plan as much as he was supposed to Solomon executed the plan glorious temple God warned them this temple you see here that I set up where my name is if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves seek me seek my face I will heal I will forgive I'll do this for you but if you don't you begin you begin to be presumptuous and treat the grace of God cheaply and say well I can be my own boss and I can say what I feel like here I'll ask for forgiveness later if you presume upon the grace of God and become proud 
God says love, you say, no, not that person. Sorry, God. That's Lucifer in you, speaking that way, insisting on your own way. God said, that won't do my presence. When God says, don't put your job first, put me first, you say, but God, you know how many bills I have, you know what I have to do. Yes. You have to do what you have to do, but put me first. Because I'm the one who gives you breath to get up first, to go to work. And the work is to glorify me, ultimately. God says, you need to get back to your first love. Your priorities are not right. Certain things I'm not happy about. Instead of saying, oh Lord, I'm so sorry, show me my Father. Exactly what to do, oh Lord, and I'll do it. I want you to be my chief priority every day. When we have that kind of attitude, we can come to God and praise Him sincerely. We can come to God and expect that He will receive our praise. There will be a continuous worshipping of God sincerely because we have decided to surrender at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, your commandments are my life. That's all I know. The one that was crucified as the animals were burnt outside the camp, the verses before that say that, he was taken outside the camp. It says, bear his reproach, come outside. Are you willing to be stoned? for Jesus with words and insults if need be physical stones not everyone's called to do that but there's a price to pay when we carry the cross and the spirit of God hears us bear joyfully because God's glory will rest upon you and his kingdom is going forward and you're following the footsteps of your Savior Offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, in the midst of the sacrifices, the Spirit of God records in Psalm 34:1 by the mouth of David, a prelude a hint that what God wants continually from me as a temple and that's what I was getting to a few moments ago there was a temple it was destroyed because the people became proud they began to disobey God and started committing horrible crimes and God allowed it to be destroyed and then of course, the second temple was built and that was destroyed in 70 AD as predicted by the Lord Jesus. Because the nation rejected the Messiah as a whole. There were people who believed, many of them, but not the nation as a whole. And so God displaced the nation. They became scattered in the great diaspora. All throughout the world, the Jews went. Persecuted everywhere. Even to this day. They're looked upon as a group of people that are money hungry 
and always suspected for some kind of trickery by some people, by a lot of people. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. God said, you reject me. You're going to have problems. Because you're spitting at my love. I came and gave you my life. I'm warning you, if you don't take my love, by default you're going to have the devil. Cut you down, bring you to shame. And there's a wrath of God. But the temples that the New Testament speaks of where praise is going up. See, there was a building, there was a physical building where praise was going up. There were priests that attended at nighttime, priests that attended the daytime. Continuous offering of praise, incense. We see in the book of Revelation it goes with the prayers of the saints. Worship. Worshiping God day and night. The Bible says in many places that we are a spiritual house, a temple of God. Collectively, the body of Christ is a temple. Individually, we're called temples. Our bodies are temples. So, ministry is happening to the Lord from the person whose temple is holy, and they adore the Lord wholeheartedly. And when they say, thank you, Jesus, when they say, I love you, Lord, blessed be your name, sincerely, That's not unlike the holy priesthood who sincerely worshiped God and served Him day and night in the tabernacle and in the temple. After all, we're called priests of God. Every woman, every man, every child that's born again is called a priest by God. A kingdom of priests offering up spiritual sacrifices we're called saints, people who are holy. Every believer is a saint. If they don't act like a saint, then God will chasten them. If they don't listen, God will chasten them again. If they continue to desire to be Satan's child and not God's child, disown God, eventually God will disown them if they don't repent. But, People are exhorted on the base of God's love that no matter how far you've gone is a prodigal. The Father's heart is waiting for you. He will welcome you. Just come back. He will forgive you and embrace you. That kind of temple, even a prodigal who's went to the pig's when he comes back, God can make the lamb that became a pig back into a lamb again. A person that was purified by the blood of Jesus and began to sin against God but came to his or her senses and said, My God, what have I done? Forgive me, Lord. Oh, I want to get back to you, Lord. 
the greatest love in the universe, the love of God, will take them back, will cleanse them once more and make them a lamb again. Make them temples, lambs and temples, to be able to offer these sacrifices from within this temple. There's a light burning within us. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. There's incense going up from us. That is the prayers. There's praise going up from us. Just like in the temple of God. We are many temples walking around, glorifying God. And he says, you praise me continually. How? The fruit of your lips. You open your mouth and through your lips, when you say, I bless your name, oh my God, I love you, Lord. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, every time we say that according to the scriptures, sincerely from the heart, humbly, focusing on the Lord, He's glorified and honored. We're actually offering sacrifices of praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The New Testament amplifies what's going on with that. Sacrifice of praise is going up continually through the fruit of my lips. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of praise. Sacrifices of joy, hallelujah, praise and joy. I've texted the song in keeping with what the Lord has given to share this morning. A brief exhortation and a revelation to help us to know what's going on whenever we name the name of Jesus and praise Him. The song is appropriate for it. Shall we sing together? We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy and we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving and we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy hallelujah I don't know if my ringer was low or my volume but was anyone singing along with me? I, I didn't hear anyone. I was humming around faster with you. Praise God. Yeah, Maybe. Praise God. Praise God. We can unmute one time and then we'll mute our lines again and continue to pray. Let's 
Offer the sacrifice of praise to our God continually through our lips. Blessed be his name. We bring the sacrifice of praise this morning to the we you know the it says we bring the sacrifice of praise to the house of the Lord. We think about church. But we think about ourselves, that together we're a spiritual house. Where two or three are gathered in my name, the Lord is present. We are a house gathered together right now. And furthermore, where God dwells in heaven, the praises go up to Him, into the heavenly temple. Hallelujah. Praise His name. Hallelujah. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise, O oh Lord, to the house of the Lord. We offer up to you sacrifices of thanksgiving, and we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy. Yes, we offer up to you, Jesus, the sacrifice of And we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, giving us joy. Blessed be the rock. Blessed be the rock. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, pray, help us to have this word settle in our hearts, Lord, to know what we're doing, why we're doing it, Lord, and what's happening when we're doing that, Lord, in the heavenly realm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What a privilege, what a privilege to be your children, to glorify you. Oh, Father, thank you for deliverance. Everyone, oh, God, I thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Those who have not prayed yet, you'd like to pray, just go ahead, please, one by one, as we worship the Lord.